0: Amanda Perna is a creator of Beautiful Things, fashion designer, two-time Project Runway contestant, and mompreneur who shares with me her story of evolving into her brand that's all about making people feel happy. She talks to me about why she believes it's so very vital to stay true to you no matter what other voices or influences around you might tell you or what you might be telling yourself that everyone else wants from you. Okay, guys. If you are a fan of Project Runway, you are going to love today's episode. I have a very special guest with me. Her name is Amanda Perna. And say hi, Amanda. Hi. And I met Amanda at Alt Summit in the sp- in the spring. Yeah, mm-hmm. in the beginning. Yeah, kind of the beginning of spring. And I just was amazed by her from the moment I met her. She's so sweet. Just- <laughs> she just has a light about her. She's. <laughs> Really, it was so warm and friendly and wonderful. So Amanda,
1: tell us who you are and what you're up to. Sure. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. I felt the same way about you immediately. Just, it's really amazing, especially as women, when you go somewhere and you get to meet really cool, inspiring women who are, you know, doing their thing and trying to help people. So I'm so excited to be here and share with your amazing followers and, um, and get to know you a little bit more too. Um, but I'm long story short, um, I am a working fashion designer slash illustrator slash mom boss. Um, I wear a million and five hats. Um, Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And I just, I mean, I pretty much identify myself as a creative person. Um, I There's nothing that I don't want to create. I just want to create it all. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I got my start uh, originally growing up. I was a theater kid and um, I did theater and dance and singing and my goal was to be on Broadway. And but I was a really big nerd. And um, (laughs) as a typical smart person, quote unquote, uh, you know, everyone says, oh no, you need to go be a doctor, be a lawyer, be a blank, blank, blank. So I was like, okay, you know, maybe that's right. So I started going to school for psychology. Uh, I picked the University of Alabama because there was an amazing honors program there. And pretty much by, um, I was able to take a sewing class as an elective. And halfway through the year, my professor was like, uh, we have to talk. And I was like, uh, Oh, I do not like getting in trouble. Like I was the kid who never did something wrong. So I didn't want to get in trouble. So I was Me like, Oh my too. God, I'm in trouble. What <laughs> do I do? And, um, she was like, this is majors only, and you're not a major. So, uh, you're not supposed to be here. And I was mm. like, Oh my gosh. And she's like, but you're so good. Like, why aren't you a major? Um, so at that moment in my life, I, um, was going to school for two degrees, psychology and apparel design. And um, I did research at a mental hospital uh, in Alabama. It was part of the requirements in order to, to get my doctorate. I wanted to go to Stanford and it you know made you look more desirable. And so I, I did my research at a mental hospital. I realized I was way too empathetic. Um, I felt too much for everyone. And mm. as a doctor, that's not healthy. Mm. <laughs> you have to have some boundaries and be able to, to build walls. And simultaneously, I was getting more into design and um, I went and applied for internships in New York City and wound up Getting offered a whole bunch, um, and I had no expectations. You know, it was it was all happening kind of by accident, and um, I wound up taking one at Oscar De La Renta, and it changed my life like completely. And I always tell people, um, this is my first proof that you know your your dreams do come true. It's my whole life. I manifested that I wanted to work on Broadway. Well, I did. My first job in fashion was on the street Broadway. (laughs) So yeah, it's like it all came. It all happened just a little differently than I than I had thought it would. But um, yeah, so I I interned there that summer and I quickly decided that fashion was what I wanted to do. And before I'd even graduated, well, the next summer I interned at Calvin Klein. And before I'd even graduated, I was offered a job there at Calvin where I designed dresses for a few years. And um, yeah, and then it all just kind of happened so quick. And I decided I wanted to own my own business. So I cashed in my 401k and, uh, started my first brand. Um, I had started a brand when I was 19 and still in school and, you know, thought I knew everything and it failed miserably because I was a Mm -hmm. teenager who, you know, all 19 year olds know everything. They know everything. (laughs) exactly. (laughs) So I took what I learned from, um, from that failure and I was like, okay, well, you know, now I, I know a bit more. I've worked in the industry for a while. I'm comfortable doing this. So I started my business and, um, the rest is kind of, history, as they say. That is really what an incredible <laughs> story. So I have a question for you. Were sure. you
0: that little girl who was reading Vogue and obsessed with runway shows? And yeah, that was
1: okay. That well, was for you. me, for me especially, I feel like um, being a theater person, it was like when I had my costume on, it made me into my character. And I just mm. like, when I was in high school, I, I made all kinds of crazy things for my friends and I would take shirts and cut them up and jeans and cut them up and tie dye, like everything. And um, yeah, I always just loved to make things. And I never really thought of it as like a job, I guess. Um, right. I thought if I was going to do anything that was creative, I'd, I'd wind up as an actor or a singer or a dancer or some mm-hmm. or all three and um, so it was kind of interesting um, that things evolved this way and I think for me the the biggest thing was I really realized how when women put on different items of clothing or things they feel great in they transform as people you know if you're at home in your pajamas and you're just like snuggled you're very different than if you have on a dress where you feel gorgeous you know yes. and and I thought, to myself like this is my opportunity to help people feel good about themselves like in a way that makes sense for me I'm not good at sitting in a room and listening to people's problems and trying to help them that way but I can help them by helping them feel good about themselves and what they have on and express themselves by what they're wearing
0: that's really that's what a fun idea to just like (laughs) yeah empower women to feel creative or
1: feel Mm -hmm.
0: like a more beautiful version of themselves when they're wearing something fun that that is such a cool way to think about it So. When did you design like your first piece?
1: So, I mean, I've been designing things since I was little. It's funny, um, semi-recently, my parents downsized. You know, my brother and I have moved out and so they were going mm-hmm. to a smaller house and as they were helping them pack up. Um, I found like all these little things that I had made for Barbies and dolls and sleeping bags for my Beanie Babies. So, I mean, Beanie <laughs> Babies were hot when I was in like elementary yes. school. So totally. I've been like making things for a very long time at this point. But um, yeah, so it was, I mean, I guess really, I've been making things and designing clothes and things as long as I can remember um I didn't officially really know what I was doing until I went to school Mm -hmm. um and then while I was working in New York for Calvin I I went to FIT to further my studies um Mm -hmm. once again big nerd love to learn so I was like how can I do more so I mean I guess it started back then and then it just keeps I just keep challenging myself and evolving so um when did I make good clothes I would say probably was college yeah (laughs)
0: Well, that's pretty normal. I think people, yeah, when when they're just starting out, everybody has to start somewhere. Yeah, exactly. When you start, it's probably not going to be amazing, but you learn Uh -uh. over time. Exactly. So, I want to ask about you. You had these amazing internships in New York. Yes, I have. From my experience. And I was not the girl who read Vogue as a kid or envisioned myself doing anything in fashion at all. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That was something that was kind of I accidentally stumbled upon when I started my blog. Yeah, I started my blog as a deal blog, which it still is. Mm -hmm. But I found that when I was posting stock photos of things that were on sale, people were like, what, you know, how does this fit? Or Mm -hmm. um, is it comfortable? Is it true to size? Is it too, you know, should I order up or down? And. I was like, I don't know. So I, I was like, I <laughs> guess I need to buy the clothes and try them myself.
1: And mm-hmm. then
0: also I, the the first time I put together an outfit, I thought, well, we'll just see how this goes. And it was head to toe target. And I thought maybe people will like seeing it on me, like on a real mm-hmm. person. Not that a model isn't a real person, but just yeah, yeah, not exactly. something, something that was shot in a studio, mm-hmm. you know, Photoshopped. So, and people loved it. And I was like, oh, okay, maybe I guess I can start doing this. And within not even a year, I was going to my first New York Fashion Week Yay! and had <laughs> yeah, and had great partnerships with Kate Spade and Ann Taylor. And anyway, um, but what I found when I stepped foot into that world was it's kind of a dark world in a lot of ways. There was a lot of just, how do I say this? A lot of kind of yucky parts of Mm -hmm. people looking down at you people um being I mean I don't want to focus on that but I just it's just interesting that that was something that I I wasn't prepared for at all Mm -hmm. I felt a little bit like I got thrown into a den of wolves (laughs) so how have you dealt with that and what have your experiences been in the fashion world
1: I mean I, like you, I like to focus on the positive, but you know, it is, it it depends on where you are. It depends on what you're doing. I've met some of the most incredible, lovely, beautiful humans, uh, the kindest people I've ever met in my life working in fashion. And I've also met some of the most horrible people I've ever met in my life working in fashion. Um, You know, I worked, I've, I worked at a company and the company that I worked for, one person who worked there was like verbally abusive to, Mm. to everybody. And it was like, what? Like what over clothes? Like, let's be real. We're making clothes here. Like, and I take my job very seriously and I take the industry very seriously. I mean, it's one of the biggest industries in the world, Mm -hmm. you know, but at the end of the day, we're not saving people's lives. Um, so to me, it was like very much an eye opener that people could behave this way over something that is, when you think about it, such a silly thing. Um, right. And yeah, I mean, I think it is very much an industry where, you know, it's a lot of prettiness, Uh, you know, for lack of a better phrase. It's about creating beautiful clothes. It's about beautiful models, about beautiful runway shows, beautiful experiences. Um, So, you know, I think a lot of times some people get caught up in all of it. Um, I mean, I know even in dealing with different influencers um, from my brands, um, some of the girls are really not nice and they come (laughs) to me wanting things and they're rude to my team. And you think Mm -hmm. I'm going to give you something if you're rude to the girls that work with me? Absolutely not. I don't care who you are. you know? Yeah. And it's like, you hear a lot about it a lot. Um, like, even um, as I've started my blog and done more things on the influencer side, I've even encountered it where girls are like, they don't know you, they don't know who you are, and they start judging you. And you're like, okay, like, let's not, I'm not trying to be mean here, ma'am, but like, who are you, you know? And um, it's just, it's really unfortunate, because I, I do believe so firmly that, we should all look at what's good in each other and find mm-hmm. the beauty in each other and in, in the industry, especially. And, um, so I'm, um, I apologize on behalf of everybody in my industry that that happened to you, but it no, is, it, it can
0: be, it can be a real little ugly. Anything. Yeah. I think it, I'm, i more, was meaning like, um, and everything you said was mm-hmm. very valid, but I think what I was thinking of is the, the first runway show I went to, mm-hmm. I was, I was shocked at the like kind of dark, Mm-hmm. Makeup and the like, yeah. girls that are being starved and like clothing <laughs> that is completely see through and they're not wearing any underwear. And I just was like, oh my gosh, what is this like? And, and the music is like loud and intense, and the beat is intense. And it's very different. It was a very different feeling from the first time I went to a Kate Spade preview. Well, I and I think it was you know fresh flowers and happy yeah. and beautiful <laughs> and and uplifting. You know? Yeah.
1: And I think that's going to depend from brand to brand. Um, you know, there are the brands who are doing things that are a little bit more edgy or they mm-hmm. want to make you feel a certain way. Like even the runway shows that I've done, um, you know, we've done New York and LA and, and shows all over the place. And um, for me, I'm similar to Kate Spade in the sense that I want these bright, I want you to leave feeling good and happy, but yes. somebody else may want you to Look deep into your soul and find, you know, it's just like any other art form, especially when you're going to a runway show, because it's not all about the commercial. It's more about a performance and putting on a show and what the statement that this artist, if you will, is trying to make. So the one show that you went to that was a little, you know, not your style, they were probably (laughs) trying to, you know, go a different way. They wanted you to feel a certain way. There's going to be the people who are like, oh, yeah, this is great. And there's the people that are like, ooh, this is not for me. But same with like what I do. Like I've had people come in my studio and they're like, whoa, it's real bright in here. And I'm like, and you say that as a negative thing, like... You know, but to me that's love the most it. positive thing in the world. You know, yeah. color and happiness. But um some people don't want to be happy. <laughs> <I know. laughs> some people don't want to be
0: happy. Exactly. No, I was so drawn to your style too when we met. And I I Thank mean, you. just your personality really matches your brand of being happy and bubbly <laughs> and a bright light. So you. I love that about you and your brand. Um and that's a really interesting perspective that you just gave me too about this the brands that maybe have more edgy shows they're just Mm -hmm. trying to that's that's like their form of art
1: correct Um, correct
0: and I think that's
1: one of those things just like how you and I both believe in like being authentic and being yourself Mm -hmm. if you took somebody who is a very edgy kind of like um I don't know like minimalistic or into very harsh things and you try to make them do fluffy it, that doesn't work either because they're not right. giving, you know, they're not being authentic to themselves. And I think it's about just like anything else, finding your tribe, finding your voice, finding who you are. And mm-hmm. those people are just not, you know, for you or me.
0: <laughs> right. Okay. I want to ask you about Project Runway. Sure. What was okay. that like? How did you even, first of all, how did you even get into that? And then <laughs> like get, you know, why, how did that even evolve? is what I mean. And then
1: tell me about your experience there. Sure. So, um, the first time I saw Project Runway, I was in fashion school Mm -hmm. and, um, One of my friends was like, oh my gosh, you have you watched this? And I was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. I've never been like really big like TV watchers. So I was like, Mm -hmm. I don't know what that is. And So I wound up watching it with my friends and it was the season that Christian Siriano won and I Mm -hmm. was like awestruck. So good, right? So then fast forward and I hadn't watched it for a minute and then I watched it again the season that Mondo was on. Mm -hmm. And once again, I was like awestruck because I love Mondo and full circle, you know, now I know Mondo, which is just crazy, but you know, when I was in school and just watching him and being like, Oh my gosh, this, this guy is creating colorful, happy, beautiful things. And, and people like it. Um, and especially for me, uh, going to school in Alabama, I was a lot more bold and out there than a lot of my, um, <laughs> my other classmates. And, um, so I sometimes like felt like awkward. Um, So seeing these people creating these things was like, wow. And I I mean, it never really crossed my mind that I would ever be on the show. And then uh, fast forward and I was working in New York and I saw, I don't even remember where, that they were casting and my husband who was my boyfriend at the time was like you should apply. I was so nervous, girl. I <laughs> the first time I applied, I couldn't even say who I was and I couldn't talk. Like it took us 4 hours to submit my audition tape and it was really embarrassingly bad. And um I was like, "Oh my god, no, I can't do this." So I got an email from them and they were like, "Um, can you please apply again next season?" So I applied again and I was like, once again, horrible video. I was so awkward and uncomfortable and um yeah, so I didn't I didn't get on, but then the next season they're like, apply again. And I was like, I'm not doing this. This is ridiculous. They don't want me like, what am I wasting my time? I have a job. Like I have all these things. I don't, it's just, you know, not right. Mm -hmm.
0: So, um,
1: so my, (laughs) my husband was like, you know what? this is your last try. Like, if you don't get on this time, fine, we'll move on. It's just not meant to be. It's okay. But at least just just be you. He's like, don't try to tell people what you think they want. Just say who you are and what you love. And so that's what I did. I just like literally started talking like I'm talking to you now or you talk to a friend and I just said who I was and what my, you know, all of my things were. I had to say. And, um, and I wound up getting on the show. Um, and it was like a moment where I was like, oh my gosh. And, you know, I was working for Calvin at the time and I had to go and ask permission to be gone for six weeks. A lot of people lose their jobs because six weeks are a long time for you to be gone from a job. Um, so I actually was fortunate enough. I I worked once again with amazing people and they were kind enough to let me, let me go and be on the show. Um, as long as I didn't talk about what I was doing, you know, or, or trade secrets to our brand. Um mm-hmm. and so I did. So I went and I went to go on be on the show. And um it was amazing and terrifying the first time and you know they you have all the confessionals and they want you to say things and I refuse to say anything mean about anybody or you know what I thought when they would ask questions and because that's just not who I am I believe I believe in finding the good in people and um yeah but you know what that equals in tv land boring (laughs) so I was told I was too nice and boring so I got Mm. I was one of the first kicked off Mm. um so I was devastated and I was like oh my gosh I'm not good enough like oh my gosh they hated me and I I Went into this downward spiral of depression, and um, which was so new for me, um, and I was so confused and stressed, and I like, I mean, was I don't know why this one thing affected me like it did. I mean, I grew up doing acting; I was told no all the time, and it never affected me like this. And I think mm-hmm. because it was, it was not even not only just me, but it was also the things I created and it's, it's so much of your soul poured into it. Um, I was devastated. So then they kept asking me to come back for a few seasons. That was season nine. And, um, I, I didn't want to go back and I was like, I can't go back. I can't go back. No, like I had almost like post-traumatic stress disorder, you know, cause it was like, yeah. I was there and I was essentially told by my idols I wasn't good enough, you know? Mm-hmm. So it, imagine what that does to your, to your psyche. So, totally. um, so I was, I was a little, I was a little, in a bad shape. Um, but then I, I eventually launched my business and went into my business full time. And, um, as I did that, I really stepped back and looked at this opportunity that was being presented to me that I had literally been praying for for years. And, um, I was like, you know what, this is an opportunity to put my business and myself on a map in a way that I personally can't afford to do at this point in my life. You know, I cashed my 401k to start my business. I, I, come from a middle-class family. So it wasn't like I had all this money behind me to throw at PR and throw at all of these different things. So I was like, this is an opportunity that I've been blessed with and to just keep saying no out of fear is ridiculous, you know? So, um, so I went back on and, um, yeah, and it was, it was amazing. I mean, it's a lot, it's a lot of filming. You're tired, you're taken out of your comfort zone, but some of the relationships that I met from the show are people I'm still friends with today. Some of the most beautiful people, I'm part of a community of some of the most talented people on the planet. And, um, it's just, it, it created, a lot of opportunities that probably wouldn't have come my way had I said no again And um, it's one of those things that I tell people all the time It's it was one of my moments where you can't live in fear and you just have to Take a chance on yourself. Um, and no, I didn't win the show But I got great opportunities because of it and I think it's about always Trying to find your why and and how is this going to help you and how can I help you in a way? Maybe you didn't even realize existed so yeah, it was it was amazing and I'm I'm still so thankful for that opportunity to have been given to me.
0: Yeah, what a cool journey. What do you feel like was the most powerful thing you learned from that experience from being on Project Runway?
1: Um, the most powerful thing that I learned from being on Project Runway, I think really is to be yourself and follow your gut. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I got tripped up in, in when I went back on the show, even in all honesty, because I wanted to please the judges. After being kicked off the first <laughs> time, I yeah. was like, I need to give them what they want. I need to be who they want me to be. I need to but I'm not a mind reader. And um, instead of being true to myself and my voice and I tried to do what I thought everyone wanted me to do and I didn't win, you know, and looking back, it was, it was my biggest moment of, I just need to be me. And, um, and yeah, so I left the show with a whole new way of looking at things of there's something special about you that nobody else has. And in finding that, in finding, going through that struggle, I think is where I really found my voice and my ability to to shine in a way I hadn't before. Because um, I, I did, I just wanted to make I wanted to do the right thing and I wanted to make people happy and I wanted to win because they liked me instead of looking at it as how can I share my voice and who I am with the world. And once I made that shift, it was like all of a sudden everything started falling into place.
0: Wow. That's really cool. Do you, how do you feel like that has evolved as you've gone on with your brand and as you've moved forward in your career and as a mom and, yeah. and everything else that you do?
1: Um, I think, you know, it's every day we're evolving and every day I look at life as a new opportunity to be better than I was yesterday. Um, And I know it's like all these cheesy things that like, you know, people like, oh, yeah, that's so cliche, but it it does. It makes a difference. Mm -hmm. And um, for me, it's every day about exploring deeper into who I am as a person, as a mom, as a, you know citizen of the world and um, how I can connect more with people through what I've experienced and been through in my, the way that I see things. Um, Because at the end of the day, we can all make a plain white shirt, you know, but it's Mm -hmm. how do you make that white shirt different? How, what is your spin on a white shirt? You know, and, Mm -hmm. and I think that really, it helps you learn more about yourself even uh, just in creating things and trying to find a way that's different and authentic to you. Um, as a mom, it's something that my husband and I are really big on with our daughter is, um, guiding her, but allowing her to be her, um, Mm -hmm. you know, and not stifling her creativity and not stifling her voice. And, you know, even when she's singing on the top of her lungs, unless there's a reason she has to be quiet, we usually let her because she's expressing herself. And, um, uh, one of the things for me is my daughter comes with me to work every day. And when we made oh, this she decision, does? yeah, every day. That's really cool. And Tell yep, me about she, that. She's How that be, work? <laughs> it's a lot. <laughs> uh, she's going to be three in uh, September and she's come with me over almost every single day, as long as she's been alive. And mm-hmm. um, initially we were like, okay, you know, we're going to put her in preschool and, and this and that. And when I looked at, at who, I am who she is and what I want essentially her story of her life to be for her. I wanted her to be surrounded by women who are following their dreams. I wanted her to see what it's like to work in a room full of women who love each other and help each other and are working towards a common goal. Um, I wanted her to experience all of the things she can experience in life instead of you know, just spending her days you know, in a classroom, because she has her whole life to do that. Yep. And, um, and y- you know, mom shaming is a hard, horrible thing. And I mm-hmm. was getting all kinds of <laughs> nasty comments from the trolls of the world about how my kids should be in school and this and that. And, you know, and I She's don't three? judge... She's not even three yet. Yeah, she's fine. and yeah, she's just fine. If I, you know, and like, and I have friends who homeschool their kids that are you know middle school, high school, and I think it's about finding what's best for you and your yeah. child and your family, and and for us, my husband and I really felt that we thought it was best for Stella to be in this loving, nurturing environment where she's. My, I mean, my two-year-old can tell you the difference between a tassel and a pom-pom. She knows words like ombre, like you know, <laughs> it's not what two-year-olds normally know. That's and amazing. I mean, yeah, she sits in front rows of fashion shows and she's been to different countries and, and that's what I wanted Stella's story to be. Um, because once oh, she's great. older, she'll make her own story. But I want And no matter what she does in life, she'll
0: draw from these experiences, even exactly. if it's not even in fashion. Yeah,
1: exactly. And I say all the time, you know, um, I wanted Stella to see that that as a woman you can have it all and yes it's hard it's very hard and there's days when you know I have a meeting or I have something going on and I'm like I I I struggle, but she sees the struggle and she sees that there's always a solution to every obstacle that we're presented with. And I think that's important for her learning, you know, learning. And, um, and when there's days that I can't have her with me, she stays with my family and, um, she goes to a little music class and things like that. So she's around other children. But, um, for me, it it was important. Like if I'm on set for a day styling, either like a celebrity or, or, you know, the set, um, she can't be there with me because, Obviously, she's going to want me, and I I can't give her all of my attention. Right. You know, I tell people all the time; they'll say, "How do you balance it all?" It's not balanced; it's always a juggle. And um, some days I I do I drop a ball, and it feels bad. But and I feel mom guilt on a level I can't describe in words. But at the end of the day, I know that every day I'm doing my best for my daughter, for my business, for my husband, for myself, um, and that's all we can really do is be the best that we can be. And sometimes you know I I'm home really late from an event and I don't get to be the one that gives her a bath and tucks her in but she knows mm-hmm. I love her still and there's some days where I have to leave my business because Stella just needs me and she's you know having a bad day and we stay at home you know yeah. but that just means I, st- I work a little harder the next day.
0: Yeah I love that you guys are just doing what's right for you We mm-hmm. we really do that here too I mean we've talked about this before but it would be. Much more efficient, I'm 100% sure. If we were working outside of the home, mm-hmm. if we had a home, a, an office somewhere, but mm-hmm. we choose to work at our kitchen table because mm-hmm. of a speech that I heard once about being at the crossroads, and it just talked about the importance of being there when your kids leave for school, being there when mm-hmm. they come home, and and that's yep. not right for everyone, but just for right. me and for my husband, mm-hmm. we were like, this is what's right for our family, so we work yeah. with our kids crawling on top of us and yep. coloring next to us, and um, it's just what's right for us. It feels so right, and mm-hmm. until it doesn't feel right, that's what we'll keep doing. So I really yep. admire that. It seems like it's just that's a theme throughout everything that you're doing, including the way that your clothing looks and the way that you're running your home life and your the way that you're being a mom is just Thank you. what's authentic to you. I love that. yeah. Tell me what you feel like you're most proud of with your brand and what you have become and or what your brand has become.
1: Okay. Um I mean, there's so many things that I'm proud of, um, with my brand. Um, I guess number one, I'm most proud that I took a chance, you know, Mm -hmm. and, um, I didn't listen to everybody who told me I was insane, leaving my cushy job at Calvin to start my own business. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm most proud that we launched a second brand last year. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's so many moments and I am a big believer in celebrating all the small successes because business is hard. Um, but I don't know. I guess just it's not really. I'm trying to think. Um, I mean, I guess the first time I showed at New York Fashion Week probably was one of those moments. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yeah. I I worked at Calvin and I went to all the shows while I was working and living in New York, and um, and to have my own brand walking a runway with my voice and how I wanted it to be um, gave me chills in a way I can't describe. I think um, the fact that I've had a roller coaster journey as a business owner. I mean, I, I was a fashion designer and all I did was design and I didn't know how to run a business. I didn't go to business school. Um, so I guess I'm proud that I have been able to have a business for six years. Um, yeah. that I, I started it where it was just me in my apartment in New York City, and I have a studio, and I have girls on my team who come in and care about what we're doing here. Um, and I think just the proud, I guess the proudest moment truly at the end of the day is when I see somebody come in and see their face light up by something that I've designed. Um, mm-hmm. It just, there's no words to describe the feeling because I see these things in my head and girl, let me tell you, sometimes the things that I think are going to be good are not good. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, hide it, please. But um, you know, when we work so hard on a piece and and it comes to life and people want it or I, I mean, I don't know, there's just so many and I you know I keep rambling on about proudest moments but I've just had a lot. Um, I guess my favorite stores in the world carrying our things we've sold to Neiman Marcus and Nordstrom and Bloomingdale's and anthropology. Um, and it's funny because when I was starting my business I was like, okay, when I show Fashion week, I will die a happy person and then it was like, check and I was like, oh mm-hmm. man, I still want more. Okay, when I sell to these stores <laughs> it'll be, you know, I'll feel fulfilled well it happened and I still want more you know and I tell people goals are a great thing but you can't just focus on the goal you have to focus on your why you want the goal and your process and getting there because the goals happen so fast and um and it's just yeah you just have to keep on pushing but
0: so what's your why I've heard you talk about that a couple times
1: Yeah. So, I mean, my why, and this was a actually last year for whatever reason, I had this like internal struggle of who I was, who I wanted to be, what I'm doing, why am I doing it? Um, I was saying yes to a billion different things and I was burning myself out. And um, Mm -hmm. to me it was, oh, they all could be a great possibility to do something bigger, or, you know, I've always wanted to do this thing, or I really want to help this person. Um, So I was saying yes to too many things. And I started to get like, exhausted, like, and for those of you who have experienced burnout, you know what I mean? It's not a normal exhausted. It's not like, oh, if I go to bed early tonight, I'll feel better in the morning. It's a like, every atom of your body is exhausted. And um, I had lunch with a friend of mine and she was like, what is your why? And I was like, what do you mean? And she was like, why are you doing all these things? Like, what is it at your core that you're trying to do? Mm -hmm. And it took me a minute to figure it out. Like, why was I saying yes to so many projects? And why was I creating new brands and more products and more all of the things? And for me, it was, I wanted to Help people feel happy. I think a lot of times, like life and different things that happen to us, make even the happy of us, most happy of us, feel sad or depressed. And it was, I just wanted to connect with people, and I just wanted to create things that made them smile, made them feel good, and made a really terrible day turn around. Mm. Um, So it was, it was, how do I do that? And for me, it's through the use of color and texture and fun elements like tassels and pom-poms, which have been consistent with me for at least six years. And, um, you know, and, and that became my why and, no, I can't say yes to every single thing anymore um, because I, I need to be there for my husband and my daughter and I need to be a good business owner. So if I say yes to every single thing and then I'm exhausted at the end of the day and can't even read a book to her, I'm not useful. Um, so yeah, it was it was a really life-changing moment. And um, I just, I want to help people feel good. And so that's been my driving force behind everything. And it's, does it make Will, how will this make people feel good? Okay, because Mm. of this or that, or no, you know what? I don't know that anybody's going to care about this. So maybe that's something I say no to. Um, But yeah, I think it's so important to know what your motivation is and what you're trying to get in your end game because it's very, you very easily get caught up in all the things.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So where do you find inspiration for? your clothing and making people like these, these beautiful bright hues and textures and things that you use to create clothing that makes people happy.
1: This is a question I get asked a lot. And for whatever reason, every time it trips me up, Um, (laughs) it's, I guess for me, it really, it starts number one with, with the people that I'm designing for, um, mm-hmm. how will this make them smile? How will this make them feel? Um, after getting to know my customer for the House of Perna over the past six years, and now the Neon Bohemian customer over the past year um, I really have started to listen and at first um, you know being a young a young designer I was like no I'm just going to make what I want to make and I need to mm-hmm. get this out there in the world but now it's about how can I how my if my mission is to make this person happy what makes them happy um, yeah. and then from that point then I usually will start with color and what color makes me feel a certain way at that point and what other colors can I combine with those colors that makes you feel a certain way and a lot of times I'll use unexpected weird colors together because that's what's special and exciting to me. Um, and yeah, I mean, travel is always, and I know every creative person says it, but I think travel feel, feeds your soul in a way that nothing else really can, just getting out and seeing other cultures and meeting new people and and seeing how they do things. Um, and then for me, it's just about like what kind of prints can I create That make you smile. I love flowers. I'm like a crazy plant person. Mm -hmm. Um, I have way too many plants. Actually, true story. We have a potential hurricane coming right now to Florida. So I'm like, oh my god, my plant babies. I'm like so worried all day about bringing my (laughs) plants inside. It's like really scary. But um, yeah, so nature is another thing. Like I do a lot of prints that are flowers and um, different things that occur in nature. Because to me, a beautiful garden is so inspiring. Um, So is it this season a tropical garden or is it? a French garden or an English garden um, and kind of let the prince steer us in a certain way. But then there's other times like, um, when my husband and I got married in Italy and we took our honeymoon part of the time in France and I was so inspired by the locks on the bridge. Uh, Mm. so we took a photo and when I got back home, I turned it into a print. So I took that and used Photoshop and illustrator and turned it into this like watercolor looking, um, lock print, which has been one of our best selling prints. And, um, it was because I wanted to tell a story. And I mean, I, I feel like
0: what you do and what your job is, is so fun because someone's going to wear a piece that you created and get engaged or mm-hmm. go on a first date with yes. the person they end up being with forever. Or I just, you know, yeah. they have really memorable moments in their life wearing the things that you've created. So that's
1: really cool. It is. It's an opportunity for me to be a little bit in the lives of so many people. And mm-hmm. um, and it is. It's a really amazing Thing I don't even know the word to use um, (laughs) to be able to to do that because it is it's all those life moments in so many people's lives that, you know, I get to be part of. Is there
0: one trip that you've taken that really stands out in your mind of a place that you came back just completely inspired?
1: Yes, um, I've been, there's been so many, but I would definitely on it. I would say Florence, Italy. Um, we got married there and spent over a week there. And so I really got to see the culture and um, my my family is Italian. So getting to go to Italy and see the culture of where my family came from, um, my family's not from Florence, but just Italy in general. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, I didn't want to come back. Like while <laughs> we were there, I was legitimately like, oh my gosh, we need to look for a studio and a home. Here and we're moving to Italy, and my husband was like, uh, "I have a job in the United States. Yeah. I don't know about that." But um, to the point where now I'm even exploring getting um, my dual citizenship because it just it did connect with me in such a way, and I want to spend more time there, and I want to spend more time around all of the different people who who love the craft of fashion as much as I do and are passionate about making things for people like I am. And uh, a lot of times, you know, everybody will talk about, you know, things are expensive or this or that, but what a lot of people don't think about is how is it being made and who is making it? Um, And, and Ethical fashion has been a big thing of mine for over a decade. Um, when I was in school, I actually did a, a competition pitch on it and people were like, what does this even mean? Um, but it is. And I love that the people in Italy, they're, they're making them with their hands and they're, they care about the detail just like I do. And um, it's just, yeah, it was just such an inspiring place. And I met so many amazing people that, that love what they do.
0: Yeah, I remember the first time I had a lesson on ethical fashion, too. It was Mm -hmm. my first trip to New York when I was mm, 26 or something Mm -hmm. with my mom and my sister. And we went on a tour of the Garment District in New York. Mm -hmm. And they gave us, you know, the whole rundown of what Mm does fashion look like now? How are things being produced? And it was so eye-opening to me. I just will never be the same. Mm -hmm. So. And I mean, it, to be totally transparent, like we still consume goods that are not made in right, the U.S. Right, right. You know, you know it's, and, it's hard to be 100 percent.
1: Well, and the reality is, too, I think a lot of times people have these notions that made in China equals bad. It doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the most amazing factories and workers are in China and they're treated fairly. And I always tell people, and this is me and my soapbox, but you can see what. Like where things are made, and there's a lot of factories that that have all of these compliances that they follow, and they're certified in a bunch of different things that tell you that you know they're doing things where people are being taken care of, and um, so we actually, well, I'm, I have a book coming out, and we're having it printed in China, and in finding the printer for the book, that was something that I was very involved in, mm-hmm. is making sure that the people who are working at this factory are are being treated properly. So right, I think yep. a lot of times people just, you know, also will just be like, oh, made in China, bad. It's not. <laughs> it mm-hmm. just depends on, you know, certain, certain things. So I tell people, don't feel so bad about yourself. And there's some things that just literally won't be made here. Like we yeah. make all of our straw bags in Morocco. They're handwoven by artisans in Morocco. And mm. there's nobody in the United States who can do it. I mean, I've scoured this country. There's no one who will do it. So, you know, sometimes for businesses, you have to look outside of the United States. And as much as I'd love to keep everything here and local and, you know, with carbon emissions and all those things, um, you just can't as a business person. You just can't, you know?
0: Well, and sometimes it's a great thing to be supporting people in other countries, too.
1: Mm-hmm. Who, yeah. You know, in developing global countries economy. where.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that's another big, huge topic, but good, <laughs> yeah. really great insights that you're giving us there on that, too. Thank you. So if there's one message that people walk away from this podcast today, remembering what do you want that one message to be?
1: I really want people to walk away knowing that they are amazing, they are special, and what they're doing is worth doing. Uh, We all have those dreams and things that we want to do and we tell ourselves we can't because of things we've been told or things that we've heard or the little voice in your head that's a liar and tells you you can't.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, But
1: you can, you can do anything. And I mean. Just one example is I was told once that I was a terrible illustrator and nobody would like my illustrations and mm-hmm. for years I wouldn't draw. Um, yeah, true story. And then after Project Runway, I wound up getting a deal with Hallmark and it was my fashion illustrations and they're still being sold years later and people love them. And then wow. I did a book that I illustrated and Neiman Marcus picked up my book. So, you know, if I had listened to that one person's opinion that told me I couldn't, I wouldn't have had these amazing opportunities. But if you just do what you feel is right and you follow your dreams, it always works out. Maybe not exactly as you intended initially, but it does. It works out in some magical, mysterious way. And um, just keep doing you. It's what the world needs is more of you. That's beautiful.
0: I love it. I'm so grateful that you shared all of this wisdom with us. I feel like I've totally had my eyes open to new perspectives (laughs) and some paradigm shifts within the fashion world. And I'm just grateful for your time. I know you're a busy woman. So,
1: and I'm grateful for you and your audience for listening and allowing me to be part of your amazing platform. And thank you so, so much. Thank you, Amanda. Where can people find you if they loved this and they want to see your beautiful work? Yes. Thank you. you. Okay. So number one, I always tell people I, I run my own personal Instagram at the Amanda Perna, T H E Amanda Perna. And then my brands are the house of Perna and neon bohemians. And we have websites you can shop online. Um, I always tell people sign up for our mailing list because we give special prizes and we give out like holiday gifts and things if you're on our mailing list. Mm, Um, and yeah, and connect with us on social. It's, a new world where we can get to know each other better um, and yeah i'd love to hear from people and you know get to know what they thought or if there's anything i can help them in feeling better about themselves i'm always around love it thank you and we'll we'll link to all of
0: those too in our show notes so thank you again amanda thanks so much for listening to mint arrow messages make sure you follow us on instagram at mint arrow